the Cleveland legendary quarterback himself alongside the top dog, Hanford Dixon. Top, <laughs> top dog in the house. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, you were a little late on your was, today. I was, I wait, was, we're, on, was, we're on seven was, second was, delay was, today. Was, Let me tell you what. Because my son had called me on the phone, and I was wondering, I said, what the hell is he like? So, uh, okay, let's, can we, you want to do it over? <laughs> I mean, you had oh. a whole McCafe uh, hop over there, and he couldn't even I know, get I, it on I time. Know, that was bad. I you was can't bad. give us all these <laughs> options. <laughs> Make there up for it. Make up for it. We, we also have Big Play Dave in the house. What's up, guys? How are you? <laughs> We're doing good, and actually, if you you pan over, Angry Ken has gotten younger. Okay, in this in in the uh, big play Dave shot. I don't have a shot for him. Lean in. Uh -huh. Is he listening? No. Okay. Hey, Never mind. Hey, uh, Dave, I'm surprised uh, you don't have a uh, Labatt Blue in your hand. You know, because I know every time. <laughs> no, that's all right. We'll wait. We'll wait right till later. Behind. We'll wait till later. This is an afternoon down. session. <laughs> all right, we've got a lot of playoff football to go over once again this week. So let's get into our opening drive. All right, NFL playoff games. We'll get right into it. Jaguars at Chiefs. Chiefs held, held on to beat the Jags 27-20. The big story from the game was Mahomes and the high ankle sprain. Those can really linger. So how much is that going to affect him this week? Yeah, the opening drive, I'm still, I want to be festive <laughs> in 2023 right here, but our Browns aren't in there, so I'm trying to pull on my memory banks here of positivity there. And that, and, and what happened with Patrick Mahomes and that high ankle sprain, in all seriousness, it was his toughness to pull through and win the game was awesome. But that's something that just doesn't go away. And if we want to get ahead of ourselves and what it means for the AFC championship game, that could be an issue for sure coming up this week. You know what? It was really scary, too, because um, uh, actually to sit there and watch it, um, uh, the whole thing, you could see where uh, his ankle got caught uh, in there like that. And, and, you know, after seeing it one time, I didn't really want to see it anymore because uh, it, it, it takes you back to uh, Theismann and, and, you know. Theismann, I, I mean, myself, man. I got two screws in here. For, I made an addition here to my, my uh, teeth stash here over the weekend here of getting more into it. But you're, I got more teeth that I had to add in here. Thank you, Dr. Kosky, DePaul Group, for putting my mouth back in order. But, yeah, that's actually how yeah. I'm. And I got my screws in here. I showed a couple podcasts ago. But actually, when I saw the position of his ankle, yeah. and you saw how mine snapped in that spot, too, he has more flexibility yeah. than I had with it. But I actually thought he could have lost his knee ligaments, yeah. too, with that. So to just to have a high ankle sprain with no broken bones, I actually kind of find that a little hard to believe, too. And that's going to be, that's going to be a challenge for him this You know week. what I thought was interesting, though? Uh, the, just a little dialogue that went on uh, on the sideline or, you know, during the course of that between uh, uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid because, uh, obviously, uh, Mahomes didn't want to come out of the ball game. He wanted to stay in the ball game, and Andy Reid wanted him. I, I guess he was – I don't guess. I know this for a fact, he, Bernie – he was trying to protect him. He wanted him to go get an x-ray just to make sure that there were no, not any more damage uh, done to that 
ankle, and in the meantime, he put in. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it brought back a flashback. I, 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 I broke mine on a Monday night football game against the Dolphins. Had that same kind of. No, you've never had a fight with a coach Otis. Well, it wasn't necessarily a fight. <laughs> it was a fight, but it's a discussion. And, I know. I and, know. And you got to decide. Yeah. You know, is it really broken or not? And what I was thinking about when I had my discussion and my not wanting to leave the field or not wanting to leave the huddle. Yeah, it was part of the toughness you want to play. You don't want to leave your own huddle. You don't want to leave your guys in a big game like that. But also, too, from a physical standpoint, I didn't want to go in. I didn't want to cut my tape off. I didn't want to go inside because if you get off your foot, if you take your tape off and you let it, um, um, the swelling happen, once you stop running on it, the ability There's to come back is it's even harder, harder and stuff. So you notice that... Patrick Mahomes, he wasn't sitting down at no. all. He was standing, walking. You know, moving. I stayed walking on, keep moving on. Because if if he would have taken the tape off, I, I would find it hard to believe that you could take the tape off and him come back like that, which actually made it more impressive what he did playing wise. And, and, and you know as well as I do, uh, the following day. Oh, torture today. Oh, oh. my goodness. The pain and, and, and the swelling. Ice is going to be his uh, best friend. Ice, uh, I mean, I, I, I remember crawling crawling to the car to get to the hospital to to uh, get you to find out that it was really broken. And that's actually uh, my initial uh, uh, x-rays showed that it wasn't necessarily broken either. It may be today, too, when some of the swelling gets out of it that you're able to see um, the, the, the complete magnitude of what, what, what happened to him. Well, let me tell you guys this before we move on. I, I, ice was our best friend when we played, and uh, we used to have what we call these uh, ice tubs. And uh, these uh, ice tubs are, you know, they're just these... Uh, <laughs> we used to have. Well, well I don't know. I don't know, know what that is. Well, no I don't idea. know if they still... Well, you know, I, I, would, I would think, uh -huh. you know, they still have them, but we had You're these... You're not older than ice. Well, we, had these, <laughs> we had these tubs, and we would fill them up with ice. And what I would do, I would set my whole body into that uh, tub. And... Mentally, I mean, that would just really, I mean, your body would go into shock if you're not, you know, you just have to ignore everything. But for the first, like, five to seven minutes, you know, you would be okay after that because then your body is just numb. But before then, Bernie, because you know we'll do an ankle, we'll do a, 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 a knee or a whole body and all that in that ice tub. <laughs> yeah, the ice tub. I, so I love it. There's a guy that I study, and this will seem out there for the, uh, for the football fans. In my meditation yoga state right now, one of the guys, like besides Burrow and Josh Allen that I have a bro crush on, right. is Wim the Iceman Hoffman, yeah. okay? And he gets into the ice tubs, okay? And he is understanding. And the meditation and the therapeutic yes. healing of ice. Maybe okay? we should go outside and have you guys sit in the snow. No, uh, we can no hey, that's no. that is our. I can't wait for the real off season to do the the real off season therapeutic wellness podcast that I want to do. So we'll have careful, careful what you joke about, Gab. We can be out there, okay, doing that. Well, really, right now, and I, I, I lunch, look over, and I literally have the, some of the screws from that broken ankle in there. And 
you you know what you want to talk about from my standpoint about kind of reflecting on the positiveness of it how i threw a couple touchdowns in the fourth yeah, quarter yeah you know the positive plays you made during it but i think patrick mahomes is such a winner that what he's thinking about is how am i going to be able to play this upcoming sunday and play at the level of play that I need to against the Bengals' defense that he's been 0-3 against Joe Burrow. So as much as um, um, he wants to be healthy, I really think he's thinking about it just from the, uh, from the aspect of how am I going to be a good football player this Sunday and get back in the Super Bowl? And, and you know what we used to do too, Gab? I'll tell you this. We used to treat it with ice and heat. Obviously, we would do the ice in the beginning because ice will prevent uh, the swelling. And then after a couple of days, you would do the, what, what we call the uh, combination of um, ice for a minute and then heat. But I was lucky uh, during my career, uh, fortunate, I would say, because I never really broke anything. Uh, but I, me being the sprinter and the <laughs> quick guy, just say that. me being the sprinter and the quick guy that I am or was, I say I was, I uh, would pull a hamstring or quad. And one thing about a quad, if you pull a quad or a hamstring, a lot of people don't know this, but on the inside, uh, you tear the muscle and it's actually bleeding. Oh, yeah. It's, on, bleeding. it's absolutely it's bleeding. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's bleeding on the inside. And that's why you really need that ice to pretty much to stop it or prevent it. So I had I had a little levity in that. I never had that problem with speed. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were. Coming okay, with and that. then between the two of us, for all the listeners out there, okay, for every broken bone he didn't have, he gave it to me. So between the two of us, we're average. Okay, from that perspective. Hey Bernie, did you have flashbacks to your relief appearance uh, with the Cowboys in '93 in the NFC title? Wow, Cab, I love you. Thanks for stroking my ego on got, that. We've got hey. a little picture here for you. Wow. But as you, you know what, as you're showing that though, I, I'm still reflecting back on Patrick Mahomes and that ankle and that ankle stuff. I'm gonna say this in the spirit of levity, but I know some people in Kansas City and stuff. That swelling and what he has to do, you don't come back from a high, an no. a high ankle sprain. Yeah. It usually takes four to six yeah. weeks, not four to six days. Tough injury. Okay, so from a, thera a therapy standpoint, the ice and reducing that swelling, you absolutely have. God, there's stuff out there, amniotic fluid and exosomes. There's some real healthy therapy that could really help modulate that inflammation for a guy like that so he doesn't have the long-term stuff that an old man over here has where the right <laughs> ankle do doesn't work at all right now. Hey, how come when he said, oh, man, I was looking at myself? Uh, you know no, you lectured me last week, okay? <laughs> but now let's look, but let's look at that young man up there, okay, on screen right there. Hey, Gab, I have a question. He's looking uh, good. You know, we're watching Bernie right there. He looked pretty good, his form and everything. But he's got that star uh, on the helmet. I, I can't remember. Did he pick the Cowboys uh, to win that game? I cannot remember. I don't think he did, though. I, maybe he said, I have to go with the Cowboys and thank you, Jerry Jones and, and all that. Did, did you say I, that? I, I prefaced it with, don't bet, don't bet with me this week. I'm going with my heart, okay? I, I'm an honest. I didn't want to go to confession on Sunday. I went to see my mother, okay? So I said, I'm betting with my heart there. But, yes. but BK, I, and I, I, Gab is going to kill me again. Maybe I'm moving too fast. But what, Dak, what, what did you think of his performance in that uh, – in that game, I was I, I was sad for Dak. Um, the uh, I don't want to see anybody 
you know, be the reason. Right. You right. know, right. I mean, it, it was a tough game. It was a tough game to watch a quarterback play. And actually, um, if we had, if the NFL gave us the rights to put up their video and plays up there, there were some plays in the game yesterday where just conceptually, um, you look at it in your pre-snap reads of. Of um, and uh, Dan Orlowski on ESPN actually drew up a couple of the plays this morning, um, where um, he really just missed mm -hmm. wide open territory, wide open guys that fundamentally in in your um, in, in your pregame and in, in your preparation you should know, but fundamentally just from a overall quarterbacking perspective, the the defenses that's where they're vulnerable. He, sh he really should have known. He should have known, and, and it should have been kind of easy plays to make. He didn't see him making those. Yeah, I, I thought it, it it hurt him a little bit too when um, Pollard is that his name, the running got back. Hurt, I, yeah. I, I I thought when this uh, when this kid uh, got hurt, I thought maybe that hurt him because I mean let's let's just face it, Zeke is. Uh, what is this like Zeke's seventh or eighth year or something? Well, I don't know how I don't know how long he's been. In when the you're league, the feature back like that, yeah, you're gonna take hits. Yeah, you know? he just uh, he's just not as quick as he uh, used to be. But you know what I liked about and and let's talk about this. Y you know, watching uh, uh, the playoffs games yesterday, just watching the individual battles that are going on on that. Field. I mean, each position. You talk about guys on the uh, offensive line, defensive line, the wide receivers, the defensive back, the quarterbacks, and the linebackers, and and the safeties. I mean, just all the battles that are going on on that. Yeah, field. you just, know, you yeah. said it last week. Yeah. You said it last week of the the uh, the adrenaline, the the almost the emotional goosebumps that we get when we think of playoff times and. The competitiveness of those individual battles yesterday, um, it, it actually highlights the how important it is, not only to the teams and the fans and the people, but those individual guys. That was life and death to the teams out there. And they're fighting every single play. And and I'll say this, Bertie, we're gonna, I know Gab, but she's going to kill me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it back to her after this. Uh -huh. But... Just to look at Kansas City, for instance, Kansas City has a defensive tackle. What's his name? Chris Jones, for instance. I mean, Chris Jones, a defensive tackle. Not only is he stopping the run, but this guy's got 15 and a half, uh, 16 sacks on the year. I mean, I hate to say it, but we're going to talk about this later. We're going to talk about oh, all His Chris Jones is awesome. Yeah. His dad was Sean Jones, okay? Sean Jones was the man for the Houston Oilers, okay? And I know there's a question come up because I was at the pre-production meeting for today's right. podcast. And and our big play, Dave, asked me about, was there anybody that we had their number, right. okay? Right. So I don't want to talk too much smack just yet, okay? Hey, speaking of... Well, it was, you know, into that Chad Henning coming into the uh, game yesterday and, and doing that 97, 98 yard drive and our illustrious, awesome producer, Gab, putting up that great picture of me to stroke my ego. Thank you so much <laughs> for that brought back kind of cool memories and stuff. And I was, I was talking to some 
um, some people earlier about certain teams, and you asked, like, seeing Jerry Jones on the field, or is there any more pressure? And there are, there are certain teams where you know the expectation is that you're supposed to win. And there are other teams where your expectation is you're just happy to be here. You're just happy to have a podcast. You're just happy to be right. on an NFL team. Right. You're just happy to be on the field, okay? Those aren't, that's not Jerry Jones. That's no. not the Dallas Cowboys, no. okay? And that's what I love about the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. I know there's people sometimes that don't like them, but they're not just happy to be there. They want to win. And yeah, there's a heck of a lot more pressure that goes with that because when you're the quarterback and you're not uh, and you're expected to win, well, just like we've said through the course of the year with this podcast, uh, you don't want to be it. No. You don't want to be the reason that you lost. You don't want the reason you suck. You don't want to be the reason that you got the offseason starting today. I feel terrible for Dak because you won't be able to uh, get that out of your mouth. You can't make that go away. You can't make that go away all next season. All next regular season, it can't go away. Yeah, yeah. And it won't be till next January that you could do anything about it. And what we know in the NFL, too, is next year being in the playoffs isn't guaranteed. And, and that's going to be a, that's a tough one for, for a player, for a quarterback. Do you know who the last uh, Cowboys quarterback would be in the Niners was? In the playoffs? Was it. Uh, was oh, don't no, blow no, no, this one. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> look to your right. Just look to your right and speak. Wait, wait, you know what I was gonna you, you know you know what I was gonna say though? And, and speak on the Cowboys and you talked about you know, Jerry Jones, for instance. He is one of those owners that uh, have rock star status. You know what I mean? There's only a few owners uh, in the NFL, I think, that has that status. And then another one, for instance, was a guy. And you, you, when you say Jerry Jones, you don't just say Jerry Jones. You say Mr. Jones. And another one I thought that had that same status was Al Davis. Oh, I uh, love that. I uh, love playing against Al Davis. I was going to say Mr. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Davis. And I'm not going to answer that question with Bernie Kosar's name. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Al Davis would stand right on the 50-yard oh. line and glare at you oh. and stare at you, try to beat you down and I'm intimidate you. you. I told you guys a story what happened to me when we were playing, when I, when I told you uh, Art Modell, when Davis came up to me, and uh, I thought they were going to draft me. And he was going to, and he said, Dixon, yeah, we're stretching. You're right. We're stretching. He comes standing right over me looking right. at me, and, and he said, you wish you were a Raider, don't you? What the, what the hell are you talking about, Al? He said, you wish you were a Raider. So I went and told Art. And uh, I said, uh, Art, Al Davis over there took me. Art said, you go. You know how Art used to talk. You go tell Al Davis. I said, leave you alone. I, I ain't telling Al Davis nothing. I said, you are telling him. You go tell him. But I ain't tell Art that. But I wasn't going to tell Al Davis because he's got that rock star status. I actually told him, I said, I'm going to tell you my game plan today you? against you. Yeah, I said, I, I, I stole your game plan. Yeah. I'm throwing bombs against you today. <laughs> you can't stop me. And they, would, and they would get you on the first play. If you weren't prepared, they would get you on the first play. They had those fast wide receivers, and they'll come out, and they'll throw that bomb mm -hmm. on you right away. All right, Gab, I'm sorry. Take we, your we show. digress. Take your show back, Gab. Take it back. All right, we're reeling it in. So we talked a little bit about – well, you talked a little bit about um, – Individual performances, those individual battles, NFL football. Our Cleveland guy, Travis Kelsey, also had a big game. So let's go back to that. You guys played with Ozzie Newsome. Where does Kelsey rank in 
on the list, so to speak, of all-time great tight ends. All right. I, I love this one, okay? So I'm biased. I'm going to show my old school here, okay, because you know I love Wiz, okay? So this table up here is all in on the Hall of Famer as a player, and he's the Hall of Famer again as an executive. So he gets another induction. He gets another house, okay, at the Hall of Fame and stuff. All that being said, what Travis Kelsey did um, – Saturday night, oh. the season he's having, the career he's having, the type of duty he is. I love him on and off the field, and I think to compare the two is is a just a awesome compliment in itself. And what Travis is doing as oh. a tight end, I mean, he's as dominant a tight end, and the performance he had as a, um, in the game as he has in the season, he's had. I think he had 400 more yards than the next closest tight end through the course of the year. I mean, he was just dominant, and he is Patrick Mahomes' secret weapon. And the thing that uh, killed me when you look at him and you watch him play, you'll say, hey, you know, as a defensive back, you'll say, hey, we can handle this guy. Uh, we can handle him one-on-one. I mean, this guy's not, uh, he's not very fast. I mean, we should be able to take him out. But let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. I mean, you have to give him that attention every game because he finds a way to get open. He finds a way to be productive every single game. And some of the things that he does, I mean, right now it doesn't uh, – it, it's just uh, its just mind-boggling because just his talent alone. And I like the idea that he's from uh, this area. He's from Cleveland because you know how you have all the players and they introduce themselves and they talk about where they're from, the, you know, Cleveland the college Heights. they're from. And, and what he'll always say, he'll say uh, Cleveland Heights. But it's funny, uh, Gab, you, 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 you put the two of them together talking about Ozzie Newsom. I get Ozzy called me yesterday, but and it was uh, it was so funny. First thing he said, he said, "I just want you to know I'm finally over the shit, you know, because I had <laughs> I had talked to him in about a week and a half or uh, since they lost, since they yeah. uh, played and lost, and he said I'm over the shit right now. I just want you to know I'm over the shit." And I I got into a little conversation with because you know, you and I uh, we wasn't happy with uh, Greg Roman. I mean, with things that transpire, and obviously, you know, he's no longer the uh, offensive oh, OC at the Baltimore Ravens. But I won't. Actually, they're, they're interviewing Chad O'Shea yeah. today yeah. from the, our Browns. Yeah. What is he, our, our receiver? Receiver coach, yeah. 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 His dad was, Chad O'Shea's dad was my first trainer at the University of Miami. Oh, really? When we won the national championship in 1983. Love mm -hmm. the O'Shea family, yes. Oh. Hey, going yeah. back to uh, Travis Kelsey, check this out. We see the Kelsey boys. Oh, the Kelsey boys. I'll tell you, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Kelsey, you are the most fashionable. Is that a 19 jersey? Those are yeah. two 19 jerseys. Yeah. And, and actually, Travis, you had an amazing, amazing game yesterday, an amazing, amazing season. It, not to un, not to outdo your brother Jason, okay? But Jason also is there, and what he is doing on the damn offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles with Jason Kelsey and what they did not only to the Giants but the dominance that the the Eagles um, O line has done and what the, both Kelseys are doing. So rock on, Cleveland Heights. Will you remind me after the show to tell you a story about Travis? Okay. It's a good story. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tell it. Oh, no, I don't want to tell it. No, I don't want to tell it. I don't want to tell you this. It's not for the show. Well, no. speaking of uh, Giants and Eagles then, what did you see out of Jalen Hurts coming back from his injury? You know, Jalen Hurts, 
uh, was rough in the last uh, in the last uh, regular season game. Looked rusty. Could see his shoulder was bothering him. Hadn't played in like a month or so. What a great idea to have had him to come back and get get the rust off him to get get the um, his timing back in there because he absolutely did not have it in the last regular season game and he absolutely had it yesterday his uh, his efficiency with the ball his his throwing his timing his rpo game he was top tier yesterday and when you couple that with again i'm not trying to stroke our cleveland guy and i'm not and, and i do love him but jason kelsey is um, is dominant has had a dominant year and that uh, eagles offensive line is dominant and when you put that offensive line with the damn weapons that the eagles have with the way jalen hurts is playing right now he's he's really getting back in groove and I want to say this. I mean, hell, I could have played quarterback for them yesterday because uh, when you're able to run the football like they were able to run the football yesterday and, you, and it all falls again, just like you talked about on that offensive line. But, but then again, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's the leader of that football team. I think he, he got high praise from his, uh, his head coach after uh, the ball game. And, and, and I think they put some of the rumors uh, to bed right away during the start of that football game. And that was talking about his left shoulder because, uh, Bernie, you know, his left shoulder was injured. And uh, when I say they put some of the rumors to bed, I think they called uh, a few. couple design quarterback Absolutely. runs. Absolutely. And the big dog, Absolutely. I love his toughness, but, man, he was dropping that shoulder and, and laying, trying to lay wood into linebackers, which he did awesomely. And he got up great with it, but that's uh, – that was the, the he tested it out early and, 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 and he passed and, he passed for and sure. I, and I don't think a lot of people realize how big he is. I mean, he's a pretty big uh, he's a pretty mm. big he's a pretty big guy. I mean, pretty uh, big quarterback. Obviously, he's fast. But mm. talk about a kid who started his career at uh, Road Tide. University of Alabama, and then he went to uh, Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and again, it's going to be phenomenal watching these games. Yeah, and you, know, and you say that too. Like I, I was thinking that yesterday with – he had Brian Dable yeah. with Nick Saban, okay, <laughs> in college, yeah. and then he goes to Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley. <laughs> right. Like, my God, is that awesome tutelage. So he gets – both two different systems, two different ways of coaching, um, and then uh, implements them both together was exceptional. It's almost like um, the, and I don't want to digress too much on Jacksonville, but Doug Peterson and how they they stayed in that game with, with Trevor Lawrence and stuff. Doug Peterson was, again, as we talked last week, he was my teammate and stuff. He was quarterback in the league. He learned under uh, Andy Reid. But he also learned under Don Shula and Dan Marino. So he has multiple different systems, just like Jalen Hurts having multiple different systems of excellent coaches like that. That, that really gives him, a, um, in a, from an intelligence standpoint, I, I think a leg up on a lot of other quarterbacks. Well, speaking of coaches, and let me ask you this real quick question before we move on. And, and you, you talked about Doug Peterson. You talked about, uh, obviously, you got the uh, coach in uh, Cincinnati, I think, for his first two years in the league. I think he won maybe six ball games. Now look at him. He's uh, uh, in the championship game. Doug Peterson, they fired him. And, you know, I think he had Carson Wentz as his uh, quarterback. And, obviously, look what he's doing right now. I, you know, I just – when I see some of these quarter, uh, some of these coaches and – 
you know, these owners go out and they spend all this money and forget the money, but they go out and they bring these guys in and they hire them. And then after one year, you, you, you get rid of a guy. I, I think at least you have to give it more than a year, you think, or, or, or you think they're justified in, in, in their reasoning for, for getting rid of a, uh, a head coach after one season. So I, I typically think you need way more than one yeah. year in that. But the, the, the um, um, ability, I think, to have a good system and know you're going in the right pathway, I, I, I say I don't want to sound like I'm playing on the fence and stuff. I be, do believe you need more than one year to implement your system. But when your system isn't right, like in Denver, it didn't look like it was right with mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett mm-hmm. and that then sometimes you should cut your losses mm-hmm. and that. But typically, yeah, you, you, you're not going to develop your core competency okay. in the first year. Okay. Um, Let's move on to our uh, Bernie's Bro Crushes segment. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals and Bills. Uh. Bengals upset Buffalo 27-10. Bernie, last week you said Joe Burrow was really close to putting his offense completely together. What was the biggest difference in the Bengals offense this week? Well, I think the biggest difference was that Buff. The first, the weather was just beautiful to throw the ball. Okay, if you have a, if you're struggling at the offensive line um, with the injuries that the Bengals had, pass protections with with younger offensive linemen is an issue, and when you have a nice snowy slow surface like that, that so slowed the field down. You know, too, as a DB, that's a challenge for you playing press coverage and having your footwork and jumping jumping routes and stuff, too. So, man, when you're uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Higgins, and Boyd, Hurst, the tight end, you know, you have all those weapons. Cincinnati absolutely started putting that together, and his sense of timing was impeccable yesterday. Is that the law firm you just called out? Hurst, Boyd, and Higgins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you know. Joe Burrow, I mean, I didn't need any convincing of how good this guy is. I, you know, I'm like you. I like him. I like him because he's a guy from down the road. But I, I, I still say he's a humble guy. I mean, he's a guy doesn't lack confidence, and I like that. I like a guy that doesn't lack confidence. And he, uh, uh, he'll just tell you exactly yeah. what's on his mind. And not only that, he goes – and then he backs it up he, with his performance. He backs it and shows it. And that reminds you of Joe Willie Namath, yes. uh, I mean, who would go out and he would just tell you what he's going to do, and he's going to go out and do it. But, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people, when you watch this ball game, uh, thought maybe they had a chance of going into Buffalo, beating Buffalo there. But I didn't think I, – I guarantee you, I know a lot of people didn't think that they would go in and dominate Buffalo the way they did. I mean, they beat them by 17 points you know, I, in their home in, in their home stadium. Yeah, well, I... Yeah, what was the issue with Josh Allen, you think? So one of the things with Josh Allen, I believe, is that they're, they don't have the, all the weapons, okay, like since he has. And with Josh Allen yesterday, and I was... And I actually believe this will be very similar to what I say about the Kansas City game and the Patrick Mahomes high ankle sprain. You know, we've, we've talked about this for the last month. Unfortunately, we love that reader guy, the big D tackle for the Bengals. Put that pressure. Man, he brought man, pressure. That, that big dog could play. Oh, okay, pressure. That house doesn't move, and if that house decides to move forward, it does. So one of the things I love with the Bengals' defense, and what I was looking for it in the game was, 
with Hubbard and uh, Hendrickson outside, okay, they do an awesome job of keeping you in your lanes. So um, when you don't let the quarterback get outside, which your ends don't, and then you got these men, these houses inside like Reader and the D tackles, there's nowhere to move. So um, the Josh Allen kind of freelancing with 50 yards of kind of yak running, you know, when the plays break down, Bengals weren't going to allow that to happen. And that's what the great Josh Allen, who's healthy and, and um, was able to move around, the Bengals still didn't leave him holes within the pass rush lanes, just rushing four to kind of make uh, make moves and stuff. So that's really shut, them, uh, shut, uh, shut him down, which I believe will be an issue for Patrick Mahomes this and, week too. And, and Gab, in so many words, what Bernie just said was Cincinnati defense is playing pretty damn good damn right good. now. Yep. They're playing pretty damn good. And they got those guys in that secondary. You got Apple and those guys back there in that secondary. They understand and knows that that, that defensive line is so damn good that a quarterback is not going to have a lot of time to stand back there regardless of who you are. And they just proved it supposedly with the best young – one of the best young quarterbacks – uh, in the league, in Josh Allen, and the amount of pressure they put on him. And it goes back to what I always say, guys, believe me or not. But what I say is I don't care how good the quarterback is, when you put that pressure on him, he turns into an average quarterback. And that's what happened to Josh Allen. That pressure will bust a pipe. All right. Yep. Let's move on to Browns, shall we? Uh-huh. I know it's a buzz kill. <laughs> I know it's kind of a buzz kill from there. The other, the other team in Ohio. The uh. other orange team in Ohio. Because, yeah, we're not in the playoffs, so there's nothing for us to talk about. But we did hire that defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it on our show because I think it happened after the fact last week. But uh, what do you think of the hire? And then Hanford, what changes should we expect to see out of the defense this season with Schwartz? You know what? I like to hire. Um, obviously, um, uh, he's a guy with a lot of success in the league. And is, I mean, from where he started, I mean, obviously, Bernie, didn't he start his career right started here? Started here in 93. Yeah. yeah. He started his career right here in uh, Cleveland in 93. And he was just, uh, I think he was like one of the lower guys on the totem pole. And he just constantly worked himself uh, up the ladder to uh, head. Uh, he was a head coach. Uh, when did he head coach? He somewhere? was a tennis Lions was it Detroit? Yeah. He was a he was a head coach, and then now uh, obviously yeah, he came in with that group of him, Eric Mangini, um, uh, uh, Mike Tannenbaum. Belichick. Was he with Belichick? Um, yeah, he's with Belichick. Belichick was and, here a couple years. He came and, a couple years uh, after that. And, and those guys, I don't think what we'll see with him. Uh, I don't think we'll see that um, uh, all out uh, <clears throat> blessing uh, or all out man to man coverage in the back. Uh, uh, defense, I don't think. I think he'll play it safe, but I think he'll. Uh, uh, I think he'll be productive. I think he'll. I think he, he's he's cap- very much capable of getting it done uh, with the defense to complement uh, our offense. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what he's going to do, the changes that so, he's going to make. But I hope the, the so, number one change he make is do something with that defense, with those defensive tackles and that D line. Well, that's we that's, need that's where there. I was going to go with it. You're going to hear from us and for the listeners out there. You'll hear me for now from 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 the Jim Swartz hire forward now, hearing and talking about the wide nine. So uh, you'll see the defensive ends. Jim Swartz is really kind of famous for kind of the old school alignments of 
your defensive ends called uh, lining up in the wide nine, which is a outside technique to put pressure on the uh, offensive tackles. Speed rushers with strength like a Miles Garrett usually dominate in those type of environments. So um, Jim Schwartz, who does like to try to get pressure with four, mm -hmm. um, will use that wide nine alignment for his defensive ends. Miles Garrett should like stuff like that. Where you've heard us talk at length about the last few years in the Jadavian Clowney, let's get a good complimentary defensive end of compliment Miles Garrett. Let's get him a complimentary defensive end. And that's always been the focal point. That's all we talked about the last couple of years. And then we went and got that in Jadavian Clowney. You won't hear that with Jim Swartz right now. Jim Swartz defense, almost like the Bill Belichick defense, is one of the quiet things they do is they build it from the inside out. They will not, or he will be privately in these meetings hammering for defensive tackles. And you have to have them. He will be hammering. He has been notorious for having his defensive tackles be run stoppers and be able to push the pocket and collapse the middle of the pocket. The exact stuff that we had issues with through the course of this past season that we talked about almost weekly. Stopping the run. Stopping the run. Linemen at different levels of the pass rush that allows allows too many big, big holes, whether it's the running game or holes within the passing game. That'll be something that... Again, we don't have a ton of draft picks to rectify that D-tackle <laughs> issue, but the attempt, I believe, will absolutely be there to, to, um, to pick up that issue. Do Browns... Back to you. Oh. Do you think Schwartz will unleash the dogs that we were talking about last week and then run around? I think he will. I think yeah. he will, but he'll, he'll do it in a different way, like Bernie said. Uh, uh, getting pressure with the four guys and um, with the mixture of zone and man-to-man -man on the back end. But I think he will, and I think he's capable of getting uh, every single ounce of uh, plays out of those guys. He better, yeah, yeah. or he won't be there. So do Browns players go to Berea and still practice even though the season's over? Uh do they go there and uh, well not right now i i mean i would think see it, it's totally changed today i mean guys are pretty much uh year round they train they you know they uh, keep their craft going but when does the off-season program start, you know? Uh, so it's usually about like two months, six weeks after the, the voluntary uh, yeah, type stuff. Yeah, yeah, But typically, like, I know myself, like, the first couple weeks, you, you'd take off and go somewhere. But to... And it's not like I hate I'm not saying this to be like, hey, they got it better today, but they do have it better in terms of the yeah. training facilities and yeah. stuff. So towards the end of my career, yeah, I'd kind of want to come back because the damn facility yeah, is just so, so nice. nice. Yeah. OK, there's so many <laughs> cool things to do. There's a ton of food, ice tubs, the trainers, the weight room, the saunas. I mean, who the hell wouldn't want to be right, there? I mean, right. that's where you want to work out. I mean, yeah. do you want to go to the office and. Or do you want to go work out for a few hours? I'll go. To the, I loved it. I loved going to the facility. And then, and then, Gab, you know, I'm saying it as a joke and that, but I, you start developing that rapport, that personality of the organization where, 
yeah, we're all here. That's that's what you do. You show up, you're around, and and I'm not trying to jump on the Aaron Rodgers. Hold everybody accountable. Yeah, you hold people accountable. Like yeah. Aaron doesn't wasn't around yeah. last year. They're yeah. talking about something. If your guy's not around, then the, the rest of the guys aren't going to be around. That's right. And yeah. and then you have people around. It becomes the culture. You start developing your own culture, and you have a chance to develop it in times like this. Yeah, I just wondered if Demar or uh, Demar. If Deshaun and Amari could pick up and just practice whenever, or like you said, just morph them both together, yeah, huh? I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like my Demari, my screws, Deshaun, my my teeth. <laughs> um, yeah, could they pick up and practice together, or, or we wait that two months and then everybody kind of shuffles in? Yeah, I like again. I like having us together i mean i yeah i mean i still have yeah. Yeah, hey you guys know even more than me yeah, i'm yeah. when you're not yeah, here yeah. what do i complain the most yeah, about yeah. i want to do stuff with the guys right, right, even right. it hadn't changed <laughs> right. i mean even then even back then even more so whom we especially because right. we were younger and single but even now older guys that's we still would love to be together yeah. and and then you you develop that culture rapport and and really a personality as as a as a locker room Well, they haven't. I'm not trying to be funny. They haven't. I mean, that's why you get that crap that happened last year with Jadavian. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't happen. Right. Like, like if me, right. and Do me and Top Dog had a problem, like Wait. Mike Miles and Jadavian may have had a problem, well, I'm not doing it on this show. Absolute. We're going to argue. Absolutely. We're going to go have it out. Yeah. I mean, We're not going to, you know, air our... No, 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 oh. no. Well, you would have done it. You, you, we'd have done it twenty times to our face first. <laughs> I mean, It'd be done and over with. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now it's tough. Now, it hasn't happened here. That's that's part of the issue. That it hasn't got to that point. Um, now, if we had a problem with Gap, you know, that's a different story. You know, we gonna we gonna we gonna jump on Twitter. We are gonna talk about it on the show, and we go. Talk about it, right, BK? Mm. We'll give her a hard time. <laughs> hey, I want to sneak in this tune. Did by, you see that look she just Ted gave Crow. me? You guys yeah. can't see that look. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, Don't worry. You, can, you got it right on the screen. You see me now? <laughs> my, I'm mean mugging you. I want to give credit to our artist who does our tunes for us. And oh, I don't yeah. think I showed this last week. So let me go to, I got to go to Dave's shot and then pull up. Here it is right uh, here. Oh. Wait, I don't think you guys saw this, but uh, this would be the NFL playoffs. And, of course, we had to include the uh, road crush there. <laughs> I think he did a nice job on this, so I wanted to make sure you guys saw this. Who's that black guy? <laughs> Come on, who is that black guy? Who is that, BK? <laughs> I don't know. They extended our faces. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He's, we he's, couldn't make your uh, head yeah. any shine. I know. I know. <laughs> well, let's move on real quick before we get into our, our betting. There has been some rumors that the NFL might make those conference championships neutral sites. Now, you guys played in these title, a few of these title games, including one in Cleveland. So how do you feel about the idea of that? Well, I love the home game I we had in Cleveland. I like the home ones. The yeah. two the two yeah. away games I would have taken the neutral right. sites. Um, hey, it's from a fan perspective, from a team perspective. If you, if you you deserve having those games, 
Um, as much as I want to complain, you know, about the away games, it was, uh, you know, that emotion for yeah. the teams. And for the team, if you earned it, if you if you have the best record, you earn the right to, to have that. This year, with unique situation, um, if I was the Bengals, the, you know, they probably deserve, you know, some version of that. But, you know, for the sake of us in Cleveland, I'm not sure we have to uh, – you know, make it fair for those teams. Yeah. But I do love how, you know, I just to continue my bro crush on, on Joe Burrow and stuff. I, it doesn't not bode well for us Browns fans that he and the Bengals are so strong. His confidence and his the way he's just answering questions <laughs> is just gold right now. He's gold. He, His, he, he is Joe cool. He is. He, he, he really is. But I think to answer your question, I think it's talk. And I think it's just going to be talk because – uh, and Bernie, you hit right on it. I mean, teams work so hard during the regular season to try to uh, play those uh, playoff games at home. Put yourself in a position to play those games at home. And I just can't see it any other way. I can't see us changing it to uh, and a, and a to you know, it, it's like the whole pulse of the city is again. As much as if I'm a Bengals guy, I think they should be having the game in their place. But if I'm a Kansas City person, even though they that part of my elbow screw up is from that <laughs> stadium and stuff, I mean the culture, the whole anticipation of going down to those games. I mean, if you fit eighty thousand people in the stadium. Um, I bet you there's a quarter of a million people there for the tailgate parties. I mean, this is a city event, a state event. This is you shouldn't take this to neutral sites. Well, it's funny you talked about uh, Joe Cool, and uh, I, I think someone asked him this week, and they, you know, they talked about uh, uh, the game was was really going to be played in Atlanta if. Uh, Buffalo. Oh yeah, he was he was booking refunds. That big dog. That's, yeah. Yeah, he, he, and, uh, he came up with that answer yeah, too, right him, in the snow. They asked him about it right there. I said, well, "What do you think? They've already sold like fifty thousand tickets." And uh, he said, "You better give him a refund because yeah. the bills." Are, he wanted to say the bills are going home. Hey, in the seriousness, you know what I. I like to think I used to have like that deadpan humor yeah, that yeah, you know got yeah, me in yeah. trouble. Um, you know, and he said, you know, the refund. Yeah. You know, he said the uh, he said, how long's my window? How long's the Bengals' window? As long as I'm playing. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know what I said? Awesome you that? know what I said after he said that? Joe, go smoke your cigar. Go yeah, smoke yeah. your cigar. You deserve it. Yeah, that deadpan humor. <laughs> You may edit this part out of the show, so let me give a little delay, okay, for this. That that deadpan humor that I, because I think I'm a humorist, yeah, yeah. has gotten me in trouble at times. I called uh, uh, to apologize to some of the people, the, the recipients of some poor humor of mine to this morning to actually tell them I apologize. <laughs> Oh, Bernie, what are we going to do with you? <laughs> Let's get into our big play bets, because we did a lot of chatting already. So, stand by. Here we go. Get ready to bet all season long with the show crew. We've got Cavs, NFL playoffs, and more. You can bet anywhere, but at Tipico, you'll get the best odds on your favorite Cleveland sports teams and players. you got to be 21 years or older to gamble. And if you've got a problem, check out 1-800-GAMBLER. So, Dave, let's take a look at some bets this week. All right, let's pull up 
Hey, and as you're as you're doing that, can I could I chime in and say that for our listeners out there, we're excited to be doing this, but they. Uh, uh, you guys said beforehand that you weren't going to tell us what the bets were in advance and that you're going to surprise us on air. Okay, I've been hitting the head a lot. We've got a lot of concussion <laughs> issues going, but I can go out on a limb and I, could, I bet you I could guess two of them are going to be the <laughs> AFC and <laughs> NFC championship games. But go ahead, Big Dave, okay? <laughs> Nostradamus is <laughs> taking Woo! over the show. <laughs> Wow. That, that was good. Boy, you talking about it is getting tough this week, boy. You know what though? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm you know what I'm gonna do? And this game is in uh in Philly. Wow. Wow. Since since this game is in Philly, boy, that 49ers defense is tough, too. They are good. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Philly. I'm going to mm. go with Jalen Hurts. I, I think uh, I think, I think Philly uh, – I, 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 don't get me wrong. I want to see Purdy. I, I like the kid. I like every – I would just love to see him in the Super Bowl. But I think Philly right now is just like a machine. That's going. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy is. I love how I they're like playing. It, I love the defense. I just think that now it's the a NFC Championship game. You're 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 a rookie. You're going to Philadelphia. I've been on the Kelsey bandwagon. Jason Kelsey in the offensive line for the uh, for um, the Eagles has been phenomenal. It's a tall order against this 49er defensive front and stuff. But the RPO game and Jalen Hurts showing that he's getting in sync now, you know, that that if you're able to run and he's going to be able to run, I think that that's – I'm going to take Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. I would go Jalen Hurts for two touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's that's. Yeah, we have major concussion <laughs> issues, but unless I'm just going to completely go brain dead, I'm going to have to stay on my Jalen Hurts call for that one. <laughs> All right, let's look at the other one: Bengals at Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is resting right now. The line is at Bengals plus one. Chiefs are favored at home. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I I I. I I don't care where they play them at. I, I just think the Bengals right now is a better football team. I, I just think Kansas City had, was having problems with uh, Jacksonville. And I'm not talking about Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a, is a good upcoming team. But I just think right now, I just think the Bengals are in a class of their own. I just think they're playing. I think when they escaped the Baltimore Ravens, when they won that game, I didn't think anyone was going to stop them, even though I did pick Buffalo <laughs> last week. <laughs> Well, 2023, I am Are into... Are you going with those cheats? I can tell. No, 2023, <laughs> I am listening. I am being a nice, compliant, non-controversial person. I'm paying attention to my <laughs> elders. <laughs> and if my elders took the Bengals, then I'm, I'm going to listen to you. And I'm going to take the Bengals, too. And, and in seriousness of it, what I said about Reader 
the two defensive oh. ends, Hubbard and Hendrickson, the way they keep their their discipline and keep them keep the quarterback and kept Josh Allen in the pocket. Patrick Mahomes is the magician at moving the high ankle sprain. They will say it's better through the course of the week. It won't be. It'll still be tough by the game. His mobility should be an issue or could be will be an issue in the game. And I think that that's going to be the difference in, in um, Joe Burrow going 4-0 and against the awesome Patrick Mahomes. That's actually pretty amazing to me. And I'm going to tell you this. You can, you can believe me if you want to, but those guys on that defensive line, those linebackers, they understand and they know that Mahomes' ankle is not – Oh, they're going for it. it yeah, it, like, this is like, like I don't want to say right. stuff for the kids out there, for the moms. That ankle's mine. <laughs> that ankle's mine. It's, you're getting say, stepped on. And, it's, right. And when we say they're going for that ankle, I mean they're not trying to hurt him or you know anything serious, anything like that. They just want to take him out. Yeah. And, and, uh, hey man, there it is. <laughs> you know? There it is. Last yeah. One I, you know what, I, I, I think I, when you look at it, the defenses are playing pretty good, but I, I think it will be a shootout. I mean, I really do. Depending on Mahomes, depending on Mahomes, where he is, if he's able to play this whole game. But I think you got two teams that both of them can score. Yeah, you know what, I, I love the end of the year. I'm not trying to make this about me, but the, the, the reflective experience points of, and I started seeing this in the good offenses and the good playoff teams. You're at such a level by this time of the year. You are on such a cohesive yeah. page. And I really see that with Joe yeah. Burrow and those receivers and stuff. And actually, um, I started seeing that with Jalen Hurts and the way he's moving and feeling in that running game and that RPO game. That typically doesn't um, get worse when you uh, when you get to these type games. So I think that offensively you could see. And if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes' ankle and stuff, I would see both those yeah. teams playing at any almost elite level elite offensive level although i concur with you the defenses are playing yeah. good it's just that these offenses yeah. could play at a different level all right good stuff guys i'm gonna put two minutes on the clock and let you roll for our two minute warning i gotta i gotta start with the two minute warning and one of the high points of uh, the football season for me is AFC-NFC Championship weekend. For a guy who got to play in four of them, um, to get a chance to, to be reflective of some of these games and to see, see now that some of the highlights start coming out, it's kind of fun to be able to kind of reflect back on us playing in some of these games and then seeing, seeing how the, uh, um, teams, the teams are going to handle that type pressure. Well, before I hit my two minutes, uh, didn't you do something uh, this week, like a charity event or something? You donating? Uh, you have some? You oh yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, so we, yeah. I did a cool, I did a cool thing with uh, Karen D. Batesta. She has a uh, an event coming out or a documentary coming out. They made a little donation um, to charity. So Gab, I have uh, your love, do uh, love doesn't shove. Uh, one just uh, want to make a donation for that, and then we talked about uh, uh, for Alex, 
um, which is uh, for cardiac arrest. Uh, um, her, his mother, yeah, his mother uh, Stephanie from, um, um, unfortunately when he was 17 years old, he um, went into cardiac arrest after his uh, hockey game and stuff. So bringing awareness for cardiac disease in the um, Cleveland area. And then for my, uh, for my charity, uh, Community at the Core. So we're going to split up uh, $1,000 each to each mm -hmm. one just to get started out there and get ready for, I know it's still football season, but I'm, I keep teasing it about as much as I, if our Browns aren't playing, once our Browns stop playing, I kind of check out of the season. So I kind of get into my philanthropic side of it, which um, um, when we get into the charity side and to the off-season side, we'll be doing and talking more about that this off-season. Well, guys, for those good causes, I don't mind, you know, it's supposed to be two minutes, but I don't mind just having 20 seconds. You know, mm. for those, uh, the <laughs> <that> <laughs> no, no, I, I, wanna say, I, wanna say, I just want to say this really quick, guys. The playoffs, it's the playoffs. And again, I talk about missing the game, but this is when I miss the game. Mm. Each and every play, wow. you're going to see guys going at it. And I can you imagine walking in one of those stadiums uh, when the game is taking fire? That place is going to be. Rocking! I wish they would still let them bring in all the banners. You know how we used to walk yeah. in there? They had the banners like hanging all around the stadium. But, boy, it's going to be rocking. BK, good show. Good show, my man. Go Browns. You matter.